talking about the alien franchise a little bit for the last 25 years and just recently i got a copy of the william gibson scripted audio play done by audible in 2019 which i assume you've listened to some of you have listened to raf alf joe have you listened to no. this no i know that he did I know that, um, he penned a screenplay that was shelved, um, and then it made its way in, into like the comic book. So he did a, potentially or he did like a full screenplay. Is that the same I think one? Or the that else? alien producers are quoted it as saying, "We thought that we would get an unruly script full of great ideas that we'd have to tame down into a workable film, and instead we got a workable film with no ideas in it." Um, which was an interesting way of saying it was just too boring and expensive for what the uh, what he was presenting, which is why they went and got a different guy to make one. They hired a New Zealand guy. I can't remember his name right now, but his plan was to have these monks in a space monastery that was made all of wood, which was like almost like a Death Star from Star Wars, except it was mostly wooden with a, a metal center. And that eventually, that script, that guy eventually got fired... And that script turned itself into what eventually became Alien 3. They got turned from monks into convicts. And the set all got changed. They'd already built half of the set for that film. And then they just sprayed it all to make it look metal instead of wooden. Which is why they've got these huge elaborate sets. And almost like a religious overtone to it. And they talk about the brothers and all this stuff. But they quickly changed it all into being prisoners. Anyway, the William Gibson one is a continuation from Aliens but with a, a view from the producers to move away from Sigourney Weaver to try and turn Michael Bain, who still can't act even in the audio play of this. Like they have him and Lance Henriksen and a, and a Sigourney Weaver impersonator and Michael Bain can't even talk. He is the worst actor on the... He's like, Ripley, what are you doing over here? And he's like 50 now and he still can't talk. It's crazy. Joe, thoughts? Well, I enjoyed the book and I like the Michael Bain character. Uh. Agreed on both counts. I, li- I, I like the book. I listened to the whole thing and I do like his character, but his performance. Anyway, go on. I can't remember his performance on the book, but I mean, he's uh. awesome as, as Hicks in Aliens. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was good. It's much better than what they ended up turning into a movie. And the William Gibson book is the same. That's the same story in that picture book that you gave me for the, my birthday. I, I got you a comic book. Yeah, I gave you a copy of the comic book of it. Yeah. And if, it, is it exactly the same or is it slightly basically different? Basically the same, except for... Uh, I'm just trying to remember. In the Alien, th- in the William Gibson one, is, is Ash in it? No. No, he's not. So... I'm getting confused with another alien book that I read. 
Yeah. Where Ash, the AI from the first one, is yeah. he replicates himself, co- oh, wow, copies himself weird. onto the onto the escape pod, and then he kind of infects. Not really infects, but he just copies himself across to the the company systems, and he's just basically running amok again, trying to finish the mission, which is to contain the alien and, and get it back to company company labs. Yeah. So out, out, uh, out of the shadows yeah. is is what it's called, and oh yeah, I've heard of that one. That's pretty yeah. good, and the voice of Ash is done by Rutger Hauer, and the the lady that plays Ripley sounds exactly like Ripley in that too. So that's the same one, I think. They get the same one to do the impersonation. She's pretty good. Raph and Alf, do you mind hearing plot spoilers for the William Gibson one, or do you are you gonna wait and hear it? I'm fine with it. I don't mind. Raph, because it. it, it it is done uh, as a two-and-a-half-hour film, basically. Red is a play with a full cast. So if you do want to hear it, um, skip ahead. But if you don't, basically, the at the end of, at the end of Aliens, uh, Sigourney, Hicks, and Newt are on the... And what's the robot's name? Bishop. Bishop. Lance Henriksen's yep. name? And Bishop are on the... Bishop's, like, half of Bishop torn up are on the escape pod or whatever it is or on the ship and they they go into hypersleep and they get boarded by some I guess Russians is that what they are Joe? They're... Some Russians board them it's a bit unclear but there's an alien on board oh I thought they were Martians the... but aren't they based in Mars? so it's like a, a Mars colony based... but, but they come off as a you know kind of like the Cold War type setting so, yeah. yeah, I think they are actually Russian. I think they're literally Russian in it. They were Russians, yeah. yeah. Some non-Federation humans boarded them, took the bishop robot, and um, one of them got a face hugger on it because I guess the idea is that when the the queen came up in the in the wheel arches, which was a bit, yeah, uh, she probably dropped off some eggs or something. Is that the, uh, That's kind of the inference, is it? Yep. And they they introduced the concept of a hybrid as well, which I think they used later. They sort of stole a bit and put in Prometheus badly without really explaining it. I think Prometheus took a few different ideas from the William Gibson script because the the franchise owned the concepts. And it's essentially just held on a space station. Um, Aliens get out, they fight them. They do some bishop does some heroic stuff. They sort of get all, they escape again. They head back to Earth, and maybe they've got something on board still. Is that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of where it's at. And if, I think if they turned that into a movie, they. I mean, Cam, Cameron could have made that a lot like the second one, and it would probably be pretty good because the story is good. But instead, yeah, they it took a. Comp- different direction I can certainly see how it would have cost the one they made cost them a lot of money as it is mm. I can certainly see how the one that he had written would have cost five or six times that amount the sets are so good man in aliens yeah that's <coughs> that's the thing um, there's so much they always talk detail in- have you seen all the special features uh, there's about four hours of special features on all of, of them yeah. they sort of talk it's on the Blu-rays, which I think you've got, but it's also or DVDs, but it's also on the iTunes versions. 
if you have the quadrilogy on iTunes, there's about four hours of behind the scenes special features about all of them. And the studios were furious at these directors who had way too much power back then for the studios in the studio's mind. And they always went over budget and over time by far. Even though they made more money in the end, it was just such a gamble. And over time, they've locked down those processes. Either way, it would have allowed for a a continuing storyline because Ripley got sent home early and Newt got sent home early separately. So they were all out there separately and it was a different, different vibe, different everything, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I think that would make a good movie if if they'd um if they'd stuck with that, well, it'd be a different story. But it's not how it turned out. But it's good. I think the following on, but the production of the audiobooks is is excellent. They're really good. Yeah, Audible do pretty good pretty good productions. Following on from that, all of the Alien novels that were written after the films are up for yeah. free when you remember as well on Audible. So I've started listening to the novel adaption of the movie, the first one. Have you, any of you guys no, heard that? I haven't done or read that, one. that. Nope. It's really interesting because it's like a 10-hour novel with lots of detail about all the different science fiction stuff involved in it. But I remember back in the day actually buying the novelization of Alien 3 by Yeah, same Alan guy wrote Newton the first Foster. three, yeah. This is like Did a long time it? ago, yeah. That was at the... I did not read it. I think it sat on a shelf for about 40 years. Well, I've downloaded it. I've downloaded all of them. There's actually... This is hilarious. There's actually... there's So there's one, two, three, four. There's a 1.5 that someone wrote that fits in. Or a 2.5. But there's also a 0.5 and a 0. So 0 is read by Balky from Perfect Strangers. Bronson Pinchot, who was in uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> Do you guys know who I'm talking about? No idea. You know the yeah. art dealer in Beverly Hills Cop, Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. the guy with the European accent. The funny accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's American and he does a lot of accents. He was <laughs> bulky in Perfect Strangers. <laughs> he's a funny guy, that one. He kind of sounded a bit like Serge. Borat back in the day. Serge. Yes. That's, you're talking still Serge? Yeah. Um, anyway, he reads one of them. It's like a 15-hour book which is kind of a, a start of everything section. In Serge's Anyway, voice. it's just... Alien 3 narrated <laughs> no, no. by Serge. Well, he's, he's such a crazy voice guy that they get him to read autobiographies of long dead people in impersonations of them. Which is a strange, strange thing. But, uh... What's their take on, on the um, origins? If I'm hearing you correctly... That it's like non-canonical stuff. Um, no, this is full uh, canonical. Origins. Yeah. Canonical and stuff. Yeah. Which means nothing, but... And, and does it fit in at all with uh, uh, Prometheus or anything? Or is it just a better story? Or like better stuff? I don't know what they've done in terms line. of that. I haven't listened to any of the early ones. I just started on number one. So if I'm enjoying them, I may go back and listen to previous ones. But... As far as I can tell, no one who's involved in the franchise properly has had any idea how to explain it properly. And then whenever they try, they make it lame and like weak. They're like, oh, they're actually just humans. They've got human DNA. And you're like, oh, cool. You don't know what you're talking about. Cool. Next. Like, oh, you're a spastic. Cool. There. Next. 
Oh, what? A, how would you? How would you go about it? Uh, 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 what would be a cool spin? Okay, on? so here's my spin um, on aliens. Yeah. On your spin. Check this out. Check this out. I'm gonna want Alf's as well. So. You know how the alien breeds with its host species and takes on a lot of its characteristics? Right? So like when it breeds with a dog, it becomes like a four-legged thing. Or it breeds with a human, it becomes quite humanoid. And so there's all these variations. Take away aliens for a minute and think about the planet Earth. And imagine for a moment that we are a weird hybrid of alien bred with monkeys that took over Earth and have ruined everything. So we've got DNA from creatures on this planet, but we're also this weird species that just destroy everything we touch and fight all the time. You could connect that with um, Planet of the Apes somehow. It, some sort of yeah, crossover. it's a funny idea, isn't That's it? What cool do you think idea. about that, Joe? The apes are the creators. And then we kill the monkeys, well, so we kill our creators. creators. Well, we certainly and then, do kill and then them. There's but, a crossover yeah. to Planet of the Apes, but without even making it Planet of the Apes, because <laughs> there's like a million of those already. But yeah, the idea that we're this weird infection is a funny, which is it's nonsense anyway. But it's still because we like have the same DNA as a mouse, but but they're like seventy percent of our genome. But I don't know. That's cool. Um, Alf, what's your take on the origins of Alien? A fan fiction style. I haven't really thought about it. I don't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything that would be more interesting. Really, I'm a bit like you in that. That's best left unexplained. I think the moment they tried to explain it and took away the mystery, you took away the. You know the because it's a thriller, it's mm. a sci-fi thriller, and and they they took that away from it. So the alien wasn't scary anymore. It was less about the alien; it was more about the idiots, um, <clears throat> doing stupid things like the stupid scientists and Wayland's obsession with it. just stupid. I don't. Know, I didn't buy it. It was annoying. Oh, it's so lame. The idea that fucking Wayland created it in a lab or something. It's like you fucking retarded. I don't know. I find the whole thing so weird. So, like, uninspired. Yeah. Yeah. So, apparently, they're going to make a TV series out of it. Who's Noah Hawley? So, he's the guy that's... So he's Out of what? He, what do you mean? So, I'm just reading here on Screen Rant. So, the news that Noah Hawley's alien television series will unbashedly tackle class war means the show can return to the roots of the franchise. Set to create the first alien television show. And early interviews indicate the director will be taking the franchise back to its roots. Hmm. He's credited as yeah, writing Alien. He's done Fargo and Legion for, I think it's Marvel. Okay. Um, but that's about it. The Unusuals. Oh, he's done episodes of Bones as well. I guess when they say roots, I'm assuming there would be uh, talking about the first alien, a uh, more of horror, uh, rather than take it back to its roots. Aliens, military, a uh, more of a 
So yeah. Hawley has even implied his series may even finally introduce viewers to the unseen human monsters behind the action of the franchise, touching on a theme of established as early as the first film, namely that the true monsters of, the, of this franchise are the humans trying to profit off the aliens. And did you say, is that like an Amazon series? Oh, who's funding that one, man? There's no, there's no um, info for it on IMDb. The company's funding it. <laughs> mm. Whaley Yutani's funding it. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the preview of um, of the, the Foundation, a, uh, a TV series, yeah. which looked kind of interesting. How are they doing like it? Have you guys read it? Or not? I've read it for the thing. entire saga. Joe? I read it a long time ago. It was mad. Yeah, I really, I really cool. The preview seemed, I mean, it's a preview and it makes it, I seem a bit more like an action series, which is completely not, but it's, it's a nature yeah. of a preview, I guess. Do you know it, Joe? No. Isaac Asimov. Foundation. It's an interesting, it's read by Scott Brick, the audiobook of it actually. It's quite good. Um, I think it loses it a bit as it goes on. Like it's fine if you want to keep reading, but it's sort of the whole point of it gets very, the first book kind of covers everything and the rest of it is just extrapolation and extension of the same idea. Like there's not much new in the later books. Just. I'm pretty sure that they've done kind of like, they've advanced at the storyline way beyond of his original scope, right? Had they released like he he released more, heaps of um, episodes, didn't he? Alf? In the foundation, yeah, but he did about like at ten or something. But, but, but I've got a feeling that after he died and stuff, someone kept on writing foundation stuff. I don't know. I've only I've only yeah. read the Isaac Asimov stuff. I didn't realize there were others. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know if there was any more. But even his stuff, like. The first book very much almost encapsulates everything already. Like, like with Dune, you don't really need anything after the first book. At the end of the first book, he's kind of like, ah, what do I do now? <laughs> Which is quite common, I guess, with, with stories like that. They're so epic. It's kind of like trying to trace the origins of aliens. It's like, well, they didn't have an idea at the beginning, so they have to make something up. They don't really have an idea. You know, but... So that starts at the end of uh, the series. Does starts at the end of this month, twenty fourth. Who's in it? Um, Johnny Asimov. It's got a. It's got some good actors in yeah, it. Yeah, has some really. It's really well cast. And the production looks amazing. Like pretty top notch, big budget. Is Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac in? Asimov is in it. He's time itself. Oscar Isaac plays. So we got Jared Harris, the foundation. As Harry Seldon. Yeah. Oh, Harry. Who's that? Jared Harris is the guy from. Um, you'll know him when he's in Chernobyl. I haven't seen Chernobyl. He's he was in Mad Men. He's, he's in Mad Men, yeah. <clears throat> the British guy in Mad Men. Mad Men. He's in yeah. The um, Crown. I haven't seen The Crown. 
I'm looking at the cast here. I don't know any of these people. You don't know... You don't know him. Chris, Chris have you watched any new television? If you see them... Like, seriously. I'm currently looking them, at all of their photos, yeah. and I don't know a single one of the them. But you haven't, like, you haven't watched any new TV. Uh, the guy that plays... For the last 20 years. No, no, I'm saying... What I'm saying is I don't know any of these people. Because you haven't watched any new TV. That's what I'm saying. I watch stuff all... Look at how I'm talking out of the side of my mouth. Look at this. All the time. The listeners at home can't see this. I'm talking out the side of my mouth now. I watch TV all the time. I've seen 40 episodes of um, Tipping Point in the last year. What's Tipping Point? Do you guys not know Tipping Point? Can you please YouTube Tipping Point, please? He was in Fringe. It Did is... you guys watch Fringe? No. Tipping Point is the greatest show on the planet. Have you watched any non-obscure TV in the last 10 years? Tipping Point is on mainstream TV five nights a week. It's shown twice a day. On what TV? Free mainstream, free-to-air yeah, no free television. It's an international phenomenon. Have you not watched Tipping no, no Point? No one watches free-to-air anymore. Like, around here. Pull up a video of Tipping Point right now. Type in Tipping it's Point. streaming services or nothing. It streams as well. I watched the streaming of it on Tenplay. It's a British show. Tipping Point. Videos. Bring it up. ITV make it. I'm not talking about free-to-stream. I'm talking about paid streaming services. I've seen memes of it, but not... not um, I've never watched a full episode. Nor knew what it was. Have you seen Tipping Point? Have you brought it up on your screen I yet? I can see it. No. It's a game show. It's more than a game show. It's the greatest game show of all time. Okay. The combination of luck, skill, gambling, and general knowledge is unparalleled. Have any of you seen The Terror? No. no, but I've got the audio book of it. It's by Dan Simmons, who did Hyperion. No. Really? Uh, the first one is. I'm not sure about one. the second one. Is the second one as well? well he wrote the book. He wrote the book okay. that the series is based on. Yeah, it's quite good. Cool. What do you mean, no, Alf? I was surprised. I thought... He's written like 40 books. News to me. Yeah, Jared Harris is the he's the main character in in season one of the Terror. I haven't seen season two yet. Season two looks kind of interesting, but you know it's on the list of things to watch. So, can we establish whether or not Raf and Joe now know what Tipping Point is? No, I don't know what it is. Really so it's it a game show where there's four contestants, and if you get an answer right, you get a you get to put a coin into the machine. And the machine has got this shelf going back and forth. It's kind of like a, a thing at an arcade. And you choose which slot it goes down. And you've got to try and knock the coins off to get your, get your money. Right? But if yours doesn't knock any off, it builds up so other people, when they put their coin in, can knock it off. I'd be like those um, games at the Canberra show. Exactly like that. Except it's competitive. And if you win a quest, a point, you, and you don't want to put a coin in, you can make someone else put the their Canberra coins show. in. Canberra show is competitive, it- we were competing if you see Tipping Point you'll know what I'm saying I want any listeners who watch Tipping Point to fucking I want to make an advanced Tipping Point where there's four layers four shelves and eight contestants and it goes for two hours 
I want us to get a. I want us to get the board game of this. You can buy a board game of it, a mechanized board game, and play a version of it. It's the ultimate game show. No game show has been better. It combines all all elements. As you can tell, I'm drinking a lot of coffee and I'm not feeling well. Uh, what's everyone been up to this lockdown week? Not watching Tipping Raffle. Point. <laughs> <laughs> Raf, what have you been up to? Raf, what are you doing? What are you looking at? I was looking at uh, the latest uh, COVID exposure insights because one of them was Fish Week and Fresh Food Markets and I was planning on going there this week. When was it Fish Week Fresh Food Markets? That's what that I was, was actually looking at. This I morning. Know, it just appeared on my feed somewhere. I think it's... It just but when were the people uh, there? I, I can what's, what's the date? Because Ben and Dad were there in the last week. So I want to know. I've not. You I've just not said you were looking at. I've it. not had a look. Maybe. I said, "What are you looking um, at?" You said, "I'm looking at exposure sites." I said, "What are they?" And you're like, "I don't know. I'm not looking at it." <laughs> I'm talking out of the side of my mouth now. Look at I'm me. Looking at Where the are the exposure sites? In your <laughs> asshole is where the exposure <sighs> sites are, man. Where? Where? Okay, so Joe, you have ten million dollars to fund a science fiction film. 10 million. What are you going to make? You can make anything you want. Copyright's not an issue. 10 million. Casting is not an issue. You can put in it whoever you want. And I want to know who you're putting in it, who's directing it. (laughs) 10 million. What do you get for 10 million? I want to know. I understand 10 million is not 100 million. However, I understand 10 million is not $10,000. You have $10 million. You can cast anyone you want and you can get any director you want. And I want you to know what the plot of the story is. Go. For $10 million. You, you can't do anything for $10 million, man. I have no idea. She's just going to leave the money million. on the table. You're not even going to try. I don't, I don't think we should be um, setting budgetary constraints if we're going to have this conversation. Why? Why would you... The budget has now gone up to $40 million, Joe. You have $40 million. I don't want you to go crazy. I want you to be realistic. No, I'm not removing the budget. This is the real world. We're in a fucking pandemic. But you said there's... Don't worry about intellectual property. Don't worry about copywriting or anything like that. But but let's set budgetary constraints. Well, I'm I'm probably going to need $40 million just to hire a law firm to uh, pay the legal fees for getting sued if, if we're going to go down that path. I think we should remove all constraints. I think we should we should just talk about the Okay, concept. Raf, you've got $10 million. Raf, you've got $10 million. What are you going to make? I was... Um, I've always wanted to see much more Indigenous science fiction films coming out of Australia and New Zealand. So I would like to fund a, a something along those lines. Um because it's stuff that I'm interested in seeing. Speaking of which, do you guys and it would be do you guys subscribe to sweet, that uh, Dust channel on YouTube? I haven't heard Dust of it. Dust is, is it? Uh, purely science fiction um, stories. I've come across that as an as an audio podcast, and I listened to some of them. Some of them were pretty cool. They're basically like 
it's like an audio play a radio play mm, okay. um, so on on youtube podcasts, there's yeah. a there's a channel called dust that does purely short films for based on science fiction um, sure. from everywhere around the world uh, it's really worth it's yeah i think yeah, i think i've seen i've seen some, some stuff, uh, stuff in there really cool. that's cool okay so joe go into internet movie database and type in neptune frost the trailer will start auto-playing. I can't wait. For it's that a low-budget science fiction mad. film. It's a new film by Saul Williams, The Mad Cunt. Filmed in Rwanda. Oh, musical. African sci-fi. Jesus. Musical science fiction film. I hate musicals, man. I can't stand them. It's all just singing. Is oh God! Singing? All right, I just saw Is ten seconds of singing? it. I never want to say that ever again. <laughs> no one's seen it yet, Alf. Is it all singing? We don't Is know. It... I know yeah. you've said that now three times. But no one's seen it yet. No one's seen. I'm the looking movie. at a clip right now. Are you listening to it? So who are you? But but who are you asking? No one knows. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, based on based, based no one, on the no clip, one's it's it looks not like out. It's all singing. That looks awful. I, I I'd make a Judge Dredd. Okay, that's what I'm getting at, Joe. That's what I'd like to hear. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, but... You got $10, $10 million. What are you going to make? Judge Dredd. I have no idea who's, about making Who's movies. directing I have no idea what, what $10, 40 100 500 million would do. <laughs> Motherfucker, make it 100 Who is directing your sci-fi film? I'm just... I think the point yeah, is... Who's directing is like it? a thought experiment. Like, what... Is interesting for you. Pick a director. I forget about a kind of real world. I forget about money. See, now well, that's what uh, I was saying. That was my things. whole point. So let, let's talk about the Who's idea. Who's directing it? And, and Chris is like, no, no, no. It's ten. Okay, fine. Let's make it forty million. Let's. Uh, it's the real world, motherfucker. Let, let's. It's it's the real world. Real world constraints. <laughs> so so tell me what your idea is. But you know that it's spending more than four. That's what you were saying. And I'm saying no. Let, let's just let's talk about the idea. Joe, who's? I think Joe would make a documentary about, um, about. Let's Sucking rewind for a no. second. No, no. Himself. Let's go back. Uh, Let's go back. Do, Joe has already Dredd. said he wants to make a Judge Dredd. Who's going to direct it, Joe? Uh, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Okay, cool. So we got Villeneuve directing a Judge Dredd. Who's the photogra- cinema- cinematography? Just his regular crew. I would his hire the crew. crew. You want his look? I would hire the crew that made the um, the last film. The Blade Runner? Or Arrival? Um... Hold on a second. Let me just dig that up. Do, 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 do. What I love about Internet Movie Database is if you type in the letter J, you get Jennifer Lawrence on the search. When you type in Denny Villeneuve but spell one letter wrong, you get no search results. So I would hire Pete Travis to direct it. Not, Who? Vil- not Villeneuve. Pete Travis. How do you spell that? P E T E Travis. T R A V I S. Pete. Yeah. Pete Travis. What's he done before? So Pete Travis is. Oh, the one who directed the last dread. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to use that whole. Um, yeah. I'd use that crew. The whole crew from District Nine. That guy, the South African guys. 
Because he used that whole squad. That's the what the Neil Blomcast. Uh, Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp yeah. crew. Yeah, cool. Did you guys listen to him on Rogan? I did. Yep. Thoughts? It's interesting. He needs to get the new horror uh, and actually film? do some shit. I think it's funny how how he still struggles to get any financing. He's one of those successful sci-fi filmmakers in the last day of all time, really. Oh yeah, but and we know why. Well, we know why, but it's crazy that the world is still like, don't make any new sci-fi films. And it's also funny how how fake complimentary he was to Ridley Scott because he still wants to be able to make an alien film, and if he says anything mean about him, he won't get mm. to make one. So he's like, oh, I love him. He's a genius. I love him. I love him. He's amazing. Ridley's amazing. And then he throws in like six sideways, like backhanded compliments about him. I found that very funny. So Dread, who's going to play? You want to get the same? Carl Urban, for sure. The same? Carl Urban. He's like Carl the perfect Urban. Dread. Okay. Yep. What type of storyline is it going to be? Is I'd, it going to be less? Oh, well, there's so many. Like if you go to, um, oh, there's, there's so many uh, storylines that you can take from the 2018 comics. There's heaps, heaps of stuff. Yeah. You could turn it into a TV series. That'd be pretty cool. You just, just dig up the comics and take your pick. Uh, I was going to say, why not do like an... Mm. I want to do an episodic mm. TV series instead of... Well, I'm thinking about a movie though. I'm thinking yeah. epic film yeah. at this point. We should go to TV cool. shows later. So if you want to save Dread for TV shows, I'm thinking an epic big movie. Two and a half, three hours long, high budget, bigger, bigger, better, big screen, you know? Hyperion. Yes. Hyperion. That would be amazing. Now, can you imagine if they made a six film series, six two-hour films, each character getting a two-hour epic? You know how all of their stories it would, could it would be expanded? It would kind of have to be like that, wouldn't it? With all the content yeah. that, that's in there? That would be such an amazing film series. If a film studio wanted to have like a new Marvel, if they go, right, we're making the Hyperion stuff and they just started making those. Okay, so who's directing your Hyperion then? Villeneuve. Okay, who's who are you casting? I'm trying to remember all the characters now, jeez. Uh... Okay, so there's the console, start with the console. Piano playing on his fucking... On the deck of his ship. The console. Um. I'd want to see a Sylvester Stallone in this That's as well. Stop being silly. <laughs> Who's playing the console? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sylvester Stallone. Let me think the console. So we got the detective, the poet, the scholar, the soldier, the priest. Well, yeah, there's the consul, there's Maynard Gladstone, Lenar Hoyt, the priest, Fedman Kassad, the Martian colonel, Braun Lamia, who's the private detective, Hetmerstein, who's the Templar, the, um, the tree ship, Martin Silenus, the poet, and Saul Weintraub, the scholar with the daughter who's aging backwards. So I'd have to get probably... I mean, just look at the Dune cast. The Dune cast is like people like um, like Brolin. You could probably get him to play the soldier. 
um, Fedman Kassad. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Side note, he's meant to be Palestinian, but I guess we can change that. The the priest get um yeah what's his face oh the dude out of um he used him in Blade Runner he played Wallace he played who Wallace Lado Jared Lado Jared Lado yeah yeah oh, to play the priest. priest okay cool yeah, yeah. Yep. he's old enough now yep. that's cool yeah um the detective. I'm trying to remember that character. Well, the, the the priest in the book is in his early 30s. Yeah, Jared Leto. Yeah, so Jared Leto would, would fit. That is 48. Actually, you know who would, who, you know who would be a better Cassad? <clears throat> who? Mickey Rourke. <clears throat> yeah, he could play that. The priest, I would get Cheech Marine. The who? The priest. Lena Hoyt. Lena Hoyt, yeah. Get Cheech to do that. Cheech. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Cheech would be awesome. Well, he might be a little bit old. He's not that old. To play early 30s. Yeah. Um... The console, Matt Matt McConaughey. Yeah, okay. The detective, because you love him, Leo DiCaprio. All right, I'm not watching it. <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> the detective is a woman. I can't remember remember the characters, man. Barely. <clears throat> Braun Lamier is that stocky woman. Barely remember. I have a bad yeah. memory. Um, Raph, what movie would you make? You can make any movie. Um, I would want to see another uh, feature from Hodorowsky, man. That'd be cool. I can one of his uh, an adaptation of one of Which his one? Uh, fiction books, maybe. But. Um, where the bird sings best. One of his more um autobiography. I've not done like he's done before, like a a kind of full kind of fiction. Basically, something more like a kind of holy mountain, at, at, at that level mm. of of insanity. I mean, it's it's impossible, but it would be nice as yeah. you see. I was watching Holy Mountain the other night. It's quite funny. I recently subscribed to a movie. Oh, you did? M-U- What's that like? B-I, and they've got that up there as well. It's not bad. It's got uh, it's got a whole lot of stuff that doesn't appear anywhere else, and it's kind of curated. That's the whole. How much is it? Is like, it's basically how much um, is art house Netflix. <clears throat> like for a whole year, I think it's it was um, eighty bucks. It's a fairly. 
It's a lot. Fairly cheap, I was going to say. It's a... Well, it's got Holy Mountain on there, which is one of the only things I recognise. Uh, and a lot of old school uh, Charlie Chaplin uh, uh, films as well. Yeah, I remember when I was looking up some them. some film and they go, oh, it's available on Mubi. And I looked and I'm like, oh, I might get Mubi, Art House streaming. And I looked it up and I couldn't, didn't, didn't watch anything on there. It was just a bunch of old weird shit. And I was like, fuck off, Mubi, fuck you. I, I think it takes a lot It takes a lot more effort to find something, but it's, it's one of the ones where like, you just put on anything and then it's something that I wouldn't have come up anywhere yeah, else yeah, so that's yeah. kind of why i got it so your your proposed budget before chris 40 million dollars so 40 million dollars would get you two seasons of black mirror yeah so that's six episodes of black mirror no two at two seasons so that's 12 episodes yeah oh how, how many episodes are in a season i thought it was six. Just three million, didn't season. well according to what i'm reading here 40 million dollars is what they paid oh, yeah, for two okay. seasons which is 12 episodes Oh, 12 episodes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 million pounds or 40 million US dollars? 40 million euro. Oh, wow. I love 40 million euros. Apparently 40 million euros is 47.5 million US. I missed that show. That was a damn good show. How many episodes are there? I think they did... They did four seasons, I think. They did four seasons and then they did... I think they released like one, two... Two episodes after that and then COVID hit and then he just stopped doing it. Didn't want to do it anymore. So have either of you guys... Any of you guys seen the anime Redline? No. Um, pull up the trailer just with no sound on while we're watching, while we're talking. Red Line, it's a new, new anime, fairly new. I don't know how new it is. It looked very new. It's one of the craziest sci-fi things I've seen in modern media. It's about like a, uh, oh, the full thing is just up on YouTube. People have got the full Mm. movie up there. Um, but if you just look up Red Line trailer, the stuff that happens in it is just, just mental. Has anyone pulled it up yet? Is it from uh, 2009 or 2007? 2011? Manga Entertainment, the trailer is on on YouTube. I'll put the link on them in the chat. Yeah, put the link in the chat. Dog people. That looks interesting. Racing. I mean, there's just a million species. It's a racing thing, but it's based, just... based on what I'm, I'm seeing. I'm just yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a racing, a future racing thing. Anime. I see. I see. But the sci-fi elements of it are just out of control. I like, I like the animation. The more the you watch it, sick. It reminds me of um, Speed Racer. Yeah. Yeah. Except. Times of course, a million. Of course, yes. Like a much better speed racer. Whoa. It's pretty it mental. Have you that seen this? Really good. Joe, have you seen have you seen this? What's this, sorry? Red line. Have you have you heard anything we've been talking about for the last five minutes? No. 
I think you'd what like it, Joe. It looks uh. Did you click on the link? It looks really interesting. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Did you click on the link, Joe? Uh, what link? In in the chat. Alf, where'd you put the link? In the chat, the Zoom chat. It's called the the entire movie is up on there as well. Viewing. That's pretty interesting. It's pretty fucking hardcore. It's pretty crazy. I think if you're into racing at all, you'd, you'd enjoy it. But it's not really even about like the racing's in it, but the majority of it is just sci-fi stuff. But as a way like, to get into it, if you're into racing. If yeah. you're into racing, sure. But the sci-fi elements of it are as crazy. It's almost like the the racing storyline is a backdrop to allow them to have all this interplanetary politics and all these things going okay. on. The stuff and the technology, the Matrix level stuff, the people getting um, surgically connected to their vehicles that they're driving mm. in and stuff. Are you, are you looking at it now, Joe? I am. It's, it's I think you'd brutal. like it. It gets crazier and crazier as brutal. it goes on. Yeah. It's brutal. Hey, that guy, when he gets injected, in, car, that yeah. thing gets plugged into the back of his neck. And that's only a fucking 10% of it. It just goes mental. When I was watching it, my brother showed it to me and I was thinking at the time, I'm like, I can't wait to tell you guys about this. So you, all you haven't love watched it. the movie yet? Oh, you I have watched, watched, watched the feature. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to watch it and then we can do a fucking commentary of it because it's fucking worth talking about. Yeah, that looks very interesting. There's gambling. It just feels very alien. You know, when you watch sci-fi stuff, sometimes it's boring and you're like, this doesn't feel like it's from the outer space. It all feels like it's from outer space. It all feels crazy. That trailer doesn't really capture how crazy it is either. Like the, the film, I would have made a trailer that was way crazier than that. The weapons, the Akira level mm. stuff. There's, um, there's stuff like bio, bio-engineered war- warfare and stuff like that. There's all these, oh, it's mental. It's <laughs> mental. But also tied into gears and cars and all that in a way. It, but Joe, it's up on YouTube. It's Someone's like, got um, up on YouTube. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit like Speed Racer crossed with Akira crossed with Death Race. It's yeah, got a bit of flavoring of a. There's, there's some. What's the name? They have weapons on their cars too, so it's a bit Carmageddon-ish too. You can attack mm. the other drivers. Aeon Flux is, is the other one I remember. That that mm. it reminds me of. So it is on awesome. It's on Prime. On Prime. Oh, is it up on Amazon Prime nice. for free? Yeah, because the I, full feature I, someone has put it up on YouTube though. I don't want to watch a shitty res version of it. Here we go. Yep, I'm watching it now on Prime. Sweet. I'll be watching that oh, tonight. Wow. I was thinking, thinking it's about dubbed. it's dubbed in English. <coughs> thinking about June earlier, and I was thinking about uh, because we were talking about Hodor, Hodorovsky. Do do, do yeah. you think his production would have been any good? Based on what we know of what he was planning to to create. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. Because one of the things that came out of it is so many films used the already produced stuff that he'd already started making 
Like they'd spent fourteen million dollars already, and they sold it all off, and it ended up in all these I, films. I, he's definitely a creative individual. Like my my personal view of him, he's very creative. He was very. Um, he's still alive, isn't he? Look at it. Look at it yeah. from the flip side, Alf. Do you think, based on everything you've seen, that it would have been bad? I don't think it would have been. Because I, I really, I really enjoyed the, the like. It's one of my favourite series or books of all time. Um, I don't think it was it was faithful to the to the story, the, the like the story he was writing. I think it was a lot closer. He does say he made changes, but I think it was a lot well, closer the, than people think because he cast all the of the characters. That he never read he had. No, 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 no. That's that's a weird edit. He read it before he, he wrote he the script. He said himself that he never never read it. I just said that's a weird edit of the documentary. He definitely he hadn't read it when he decided mm. to make it. He adapted the script. The script is 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 the story. He read it as soon as he decided to do it. Are you? Do that, you think that, came that he? That came across as weird in, in the documentaries, because from what I've. Read, I know it came across yeah. as weird in the documentary. It's a really weird edit. He definitely read it. He definitely read it. It's not even a question. It's a hundred percent the story that he had written follows it's, it's the story a weird of thing the for book. a documentarian to do. Because. So Jodorowsky yeah. chose a science fiction novel, Dune. When Sato agreed, Jodorowsky realized that he'd now have to sit down to read the book. Yeah, he read it and adapted it. And he adapted the whole thing, and then he used his script to create the storyboard with Mobius. I, I definitely think he was very creative. He was very—he uh, had a grand vision. I'm not sure that it, the movie, that the resulting movie, would have been would have been good. And that's—I mean, as a do you like thing, any of the stuff? I, 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 no, no, do you no, like no, Alien? You're not, you're not, you're do you not like Blade Runner? Me. I, do you I like think, Star Wars? I think he has. You know, he has a creative, a very creative mind, and you know, he comes up, he, he can come up with some amazing concepts. Um, I just don't know that everything that he spoke or that has been spoken about his production fit my, you know, what what I envision the Dune universe to be to be like, or what what is written oh, in, you know. Oh. So when apparently when when God told him in a dream that he had to read the book, he woke up that morning, went to the bookstore, bought the book, read the book straight without stopping, didn't eat or drink or anything, and he finished it at midnight. So it took him about eighteen hours to read the book. Oh, that's yeah, that book. fits. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, the audio book is about that long, about twenty hours long. I've played games for longer than that. <laughs> But no, Alf, I think it would have been one of the masterpieces. I think it would have contained all of the the magic and all the Harkonnens would have been like the fucking um, alien vibe stuff. All of the, um, what are they called? The, the Atreides mm. would have been all of the Star Wars style stuff. Like he had all that stuff mapped mm. out. It wasn't just his ideas. He brought in other yeah, people yeah, who he yeah. knew. I get that. I get that. He 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 had a very huge vision, very grand vision. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know if it would have fit the book. 
No, it wouldn't have been the book. It, it would have been, been something, something different. different. The book already which, exists. Which is fine. Like, the book already exists. Hmm. But, you know, he, we, we've had a, a, like a lot of good stuff come out of his, his work that he did with Mobius. Yeah, but I guess the way to think about that is all of that good stuff came out of him being given that much money for that short amount of time. Imagine he'd been able to make the film and then kept on get, getting given money for 30 years and kept on being allowed to approve mm. projects and think of more ideas and hire more people and get more talented artists. Imagine he'd been spent 30 years um, feeding that kind of creativity and world vision of art <laughs> that he only spent three or four years doing. Imagine you just gave a guy like that free reign <laughs> to curate his own film industry, essentially. I think, yeah, I think that... Like, we got all the stuff we got out of it from just three to four years of it. He wouldn't have stopped there. It wouldn't have been one movie. He would have gone from strength to strength to strength. Instead, he had a mental breakdown and poured all of that into his comic books. It was just, yeah, it was... It, it was... It also would have been... It would have been an extremely long movie as well. Like, I, I think, like, it was not meant to be just one... Well, I mean, it was... Uh, from my understanding, it, it was No, like the storyboard was that. They would have cut it down to a three-and-a-half-hour film. Yeah. So apparently they're not allowed to do any reviews until the official movie is released, but they've already done the press screenings and stuff. And uh, tickets are like selling out. For what? Immediately. For June. For the new June. Oh, the new June. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what for? What are you talking about? <laughs> We're sitting here talking about June. <laughs> Alf, I'm talking out of the side of my mouth. Look at me. Talking out of the side of my mouth. Ooh, holy shit, dude. Check this out. So, spoiler-free reviews. Deadline, four and a half out of five. Den don't, of, don't say anything, don't say anything. Den of Geek, four and a half out of five. Empire, five stars. The Film Stage, C+. GameSpot, 10 out of 10. Games Radar, five out of five. The Guardian, yeah, five out of five. You can't Independent, trust five you out can't of five. Yeah, Joe, that. I've seen all those reviews come out for all of the new yeah. Star Wars films. Oh, really? I've seen yeah, that level of positive reviews for... Episode 7 of Star Wars. Rotten and that Tomatoes, is categorically 85. one of the worst films Rotten of all Tomatoes, time. you have to look at the audience score. Also, Rotten Tomatoes just means that people gave it 51 out yeah. of 100. 76 from Metacritic. 76 from Metacritic is yeah. not good. Also, Metacritic's garbage. It's... All those reviews are paid for anyway. You can't, you can't trust those. I don't trust those reviews... Because heaps of movies get like, if you go by reviews on an internet movie database, they say that, um, what's that, Tim Robbins prison movie? Shawshank? Yeah, they say that's the greatest film of all time. And it's like, oh, cool. So this just means nothing then. Because the idea that that could be the greatest film of all time would mean that I don't it like movies. It isn't the greatest, but it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's, wouldn't, I've seen a lot of movies in my life. wouldn't be in the top really? 1,000. One Not even close. Bunch of Americans sitting around going, our prison system's like this. You know, one of the key moments of the film is like, if I bite down on your cock, you won't be able to open my jaw. And then he's like, oh, I tunneled out of there using a spoon. And you're like, oh, that's not physically possible. So you just, is this a fantasy? You just stayed in there? You know what I mean? Have you seen the size of that fucking tunnel? I have, indeed. 
Even using a shovel, that would be insane to dig. Where did he put the dirt? You know what I mean? He, he snuck it out in his pants and put it out in the yard. I don't think you've. I don't Do think you know how much dirt? I've seen the movie. Do you know how much dirt there was? <laughs> I do. It's a movie. It's a movie. Don't don't do that. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption is fine. It's just a fine, okay Sunday afternoon movie. People saying it's the best ever. That's insane. I think it's in the top one hundred movies to watch, isn't it? It's I number it one. Is. Is it number one, really. This is why I, I started this rant about the Shawshank Sorry, Redemption, about the fact that it's the highest rated movie on the Internet Movie Database. And five minutes in, you said, hey, I think they've got it in their top 100. Motherfucker. Well, and June comes out in Australia. It's number two. Sorry, I just want to October correct that. Number two. First, apparently. What's number the one? The Godfather. So that's new. That's recent that that's happened because Shawshank was number one for ages. Also, Godfather, it's just fine. It's fine. It's good, but... Number three, Schindler's List. Well, that's insane. <laughs> Thank God there's finally someone had the guts to make a movie about World War Two, though. Right? God, my head. It's such a fucking headache. It's almost like I've just been on here yelling the whole time with a pre-existing headache. Oh. Sorry, Raf, what were you saying? I interrupted you. October 21st is when we'll be able to see June. Are we going to be able to? That's the question. It's about a, a one and a half a month away, so potentially oh, we'll still be in lockdown. Potentially, uh, maybe. I'm not too worried about seeing it in the theaters, though. I never saw any of the my favorite sci-fi films in the theaters. I never saw any of the alien films in the theaters first, or fucking Blade Runner, or Star Wars, or anything. Uh, uh, but I think we, uh, uh, I think he, in, if in you have a group, choice, would like to see it. I love seeing. Well. I love turning all the lights off and turning putting a movie on. It doesn't bother me where I see it. I think it's fine. Like, the cinema's cool, but also... Eh. I'm just as excited about the new Metroid game coming out. I think it would just be cool to catch up together and watch a movie together then talk about it later. Over a coffee. And a yeah. Cake. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Cute Arthur's Joe, name. Joe. Hi. Joe. He's tuned out. He's watching Joe. a movie. Joe, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, I was reading. <clears throat> you got $10 million. What kind of cake are you going to make? <laughs> and what are the ingredients? I want to know your main flavor, your type of icing, and the type of flour you're going to use. Go. $10 million. Oh, wow. I'm tired, but I look amazing. You should be. Look at me. You should be tired all the time. <laughs> Look at this. I go from this to a smile. 
It's amazing. Uh, Joe, what are you actually doing? I was reading about the movie, June. Okay, so talk out loud. Bring it. Bring us all in. Bring us into the world. No, you don't want any spoilers. I was reading spoilers. Oh, I've read the book. Don't ruin the movie, the movie for me, but also we're recording a podcast right now. <laughs> Let's see. You guys got it covered. All good. I, I would love to say we did. Raf, what are you doing? I was reading uh, a link that I clicked on after uh, searching for information about uh, June, and it is about the effect of a Twitter followers for Joe Rogan's guests after he went exclu- ex- ex- exclusively on Spotify, and the fact that um, it's uh, the effect on his guests has been a negative in the sense that they're. Uh, Twitter followers have not uh, gone up as much ever since he's gone on Spotify. That is what, what sorry? His Twitter following hasn't gone hasn't gone up. Right. Hasn't. Oh, for his guests. No, for his guests. Ah. So pre Spotify, um, uh, uh, when it was freely available, uh, when he had a guest, um, that promotion for those guests, I uh, uh, was at a certain level, and now that he's gone on to, on to Spotify. That promotion of his guests has gone yeah. down. Twitter is a gauge. I don't know. Yeah, the other side of that is Twitter's shit. Yeah, not... I, think, I think a lot of people have, you know, realized that. Yeah. It's just like an interesting metric. At, yeah. But, but it's not. It's it huge in America, man. Much, yeah. Twitter, Twitter's a big deal in the States. Oh, but that's what I was doing, actually. But that is interesting. Uh, does he? Uh, I haven't listened uh, to Rogan in in a while, but do the episodes still go up on YouTube? On YouTube, or is it is it primarily just on Spotify now? There's like nothing else. Didn't right? you just read an article telling you that it's no longer on YouTube, and that's the fallout of it no longer being on YouTube? But like clips and stuff, is there? Is yeah, there it's only on Spotify. There's JRE, JRE Clips is still up though, isn't it? That's still running. Yeah, the Which Clips is just, are still They've going. got old stuff, but they don't post new... Oh, yeah, he doesn't post, post new, new things. They post the new stuff. Unless they recently stopped it, as in like a couple of days ago, because it pops up on my feed every week. There may be unofficial channels doing that, but the point is he doesn't post it whole episodes no, on no, YouTube no, anymore. No, like just Clips. To. Maybe they have stopped. Cool. So the stuff that I'm getting on my feed must be from other people from cutting other people, it up. Yeah. So illegal ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Sp- the Spotify or Spotify as a, as a platform for podcasts because, especially with JRE, it's annoying because I'm I'm a premium subscriber and I still get ads, which is frustrating. Um. Because he embeds his ads into his podcast, and others are now starting to do that as well. Um, and also, it's a little bit, it's a little bit laggy. So you can't just play the audio feed, or maybe you can. I think you have to run it in car mode, the app on the on the iPhone. So when you're what watching. Do you mean? What I mean, I just want to listen to it. I don't want to watch it. 
Yeah, if you turn off, if you close the app, it just... Yeah, but, if you do, like, lock but it, the has, phone. it has a think about it for a second or two when you're flicking on your, your mobile. Or oh, yeah, because it tries to load the That's video. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so yeah. it's clunky. Yeah, it's not well optimized. It's a bit laggy. The application. It's not as nice and smooth as it was when it was just running on, on, on a podcast. It's just a straight up audio. Well, they, they, they weren't set up for podcasts, right? He was one of the main reasons that they started doing pod, uh, podcasts. Right? Like all. Uh, no, like I, vi- I think they had podcasts before. Vi- video podcasts is what I mean. Sorry. Oh, videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. They he was the first one. You can put it... He's on Apple TV now on, on Spotify Podcast now. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know. The show seems the same to me. He just interviews like a new guy who's found out something about the dentistry of chimps or something. He talks to him for four and a half hours. And at the end of the four and a half hours, he's like, wow, that four and a half hours just flew by. And the other guy goes... Has it been four and a half hours? Oh my God, Joe, thank you so much for bringing me on here. Every time, yep. Yeah, uh, every single episode. Powerful, J- powerful <laughs> JRE is the channel that um, is putting up all the cuts. And that might be an official one. That's his oh, official that one, is, yeah. Uh, yep. I answered. So me. all of those are going up, yep. Yep. Is that official? Yeah. 11, 11 million subscribers. It's a fair bit. But that's from when he was on YouTube. I don't think it's climbed any higher since then, if at all. There's a couple of guys that I miss that haven't been on. I wonder why Eddie Bravo doesn't go on anymore. Eddie Bravo doesn't go on. Because they all live in LA still. Yeah, but I mean... He, he would fly um, them over. If he does yeah. them remote. Yeah. Dude, Eddie Bravo is crazy though. Yeah, that's why it's... He doesn't like to travel. He... He's a conspiracy theorist through the roof and stuff like COVID has just pushed those conspiracy theorist guys mm. off the fucking air. He would come on and all he would talk about... He was crazy before when there was nothing going on. Can you imagine how insane he would be on a podcast right now? He's fun. Joe, what do you think about Paddy Pimblett? Well, we're about to find out. That's what I think. Do you, do you think we're about to find out what you think of him, though, before he fights? I want to hear. Go. Well, it looks good, but UFC is just another level, man. So what I'm saying is, do you think he's going to be the real deal? I'm, I, wanna, I want you to put your, go out on a limb and, um, and say what you think of him. Because obviously he's funny. He's got funny hair and he's taught, he says funny things in the press conference. And he's obviously a very elite jujitsu practitioner, but what do you think? Do you think he's going to be able to handle the stand-up of the UFC? You're honestly asking me. Well, you're, you're you're asking me what I honestly think. I honestly think time will tell. I don't know. I don't. Know. You don't. You, you don't know until they actually go into the into the um and compete against yeah you know, the UFC guys. No, I'm, you've seen his highlights there, right? Yeah, but other competitions. I mean. Yeah, Everyone okay. knows UFC is like what, the, the elite level. It's like, okay, he's a guy that looks what, good. He's about to join uh, uh, the biggest MMA company in the world where the level is, is superior. It may or may not go well. We don't know. Yeah, yes, that that is all like a... I want, I want to hear you going out on a limb though, if you had to guess. 
You're not guessing. I, I want to hear it. I guess. haven't seen enough of him to go out on a limb. I, abs- I have absolutely no idea. But if I gave you a million dollars and said you had to bet yes or no, what would you Why do? Why don't with you it? give me $40 million instead? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you forty million. You have to bet on it. Fucking, we're on a we're on a podcast here. Go out on a limb. The character of Joe of Joe Fernandez. Go out on a limb. And tell me. I think he will. He will become heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, he's a lightweight. I'm going out on a limb here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't know. A lightweight, lightweight, lightweight's out? like the hardest division in the whole freaking thing, man. I doubt. Yeah, so you think he's going to struggle? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Do you think, because I've only really found out about him recently. I, what I found quite interesting is that he's turned down the UFC twice already in 2016 and 2018 because he didn't think he was ready really? yet. Right. Which I think was quite a smart thing to do because a lot of people just come, like Sage Northcutt just came in straight away, got smashed a lot broke his career and now he's gone if he'd waited five years maybe he would be better you know does that do you think that might have an, an effect I'd need to know more about his background yeah to, to, to even kind of make any sort of assessment because if I knew more about his background then I could go out on a limb for example if he came from the absolute dirt and if he's earned everything and if the guy, you know, is out training, you know, starving himself and, you know, Khabib style, then he has a shot of becoming, you know, one of the greatest of all time. No one will probably ever beat him. But like most of them, they're all pretty good. They're all pretty hungry. Then he'll probably be okay. He might be a top five. He might even win a belt one day. But will he, you know, go undefeated and be like a greatest of all time, like a John Jones, Khabib? type fighter probably not those are pretty rare so at best he'll probably just be alright he might be pretty good but the chances of him being in that division a legacy like Khabib I doubt it they're pretty rare people that's what I think I don't know enough about him yeah okay who's he fighting I don't know all I know is like I only found out about him because he was mentioned on MMA Junkie and he came up on my feed and I had a look at you know some of his fights and it looks pretty good. But um, yeah, man, I mean. His accent is hilarious. Have you heard his press conference? The lightweight division is... Um, it's a bit of... Um, yeah, I don't think Charles is going to be there for very long. I think Poirier... We'll beat him. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, maybe uh, I'd like to see Poirier Gaethje after that, because I think who's Charles fighting next? Is he fight? He's fighting Poirier. Yeah. <coughs> I don't think they've set a date though. Raph, what are you doing? Uh, 
I was having a look at something on the internet and it was uh, a film related because I know nothing about MMA and I've not been watching any of that stuff at all but it's just that uh, a Ridley Scott's next film Patty stars Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Adam Driver and it's like a, a medieval I think called The Last Jewel that's all and I was going to bring it up a bit because I was going to say that, Adam that just Driver. immediately like you're like oh Ben Affleck Matt Damon that's oh, awesome. Adam Driver not even interested in seeing a trailer for it if he's got Adam Driver in it because that guy most annoying person on the planet can't stand him think he's a bad actor he's horrifically ugly everything about him is annoying he can't talk he's ruined everything he's been in and they will not stop pushing him on the general public it's actually, I said that film was actually written by a Ben Affleck yeah, and Matt that's Damon. How, that's how excited they are. That's how, that's how much they want Adam Driver to be famous. Is that he'll be in 50 flops mm. in a row and they'll be like, oh, everyone wants to see a, a, a spiritual sequel to Good Will Hunting. Put Adam Driver in it. No, it's, it's like a period piece. Like it's a, a Ben Affleck uh, plays a uh, King Charles the sixth it's like a medieval thing so it'd be interesting if it was a spiritual I'm saying sequel. if it's got, if it's starring those two and they're it's in it and it. they wrote it it is a spiritual sequel that's what a spiritual sequel would mean all I'm saying is Adam Driver's fucking terrible he's bad in every way well and the film was called The Last Jewel and it comes oh out it's starring the girl from Killing film. Eve as the lead yeah. What's her story? Uh, but I got into that because I've been wanting uh, to see a film called uh, The Green uh, Knight uh, for a while, but it still it doesn't have a release a date. It's kind of like a medieval f- film. I think I mentioned it at the last podcast, but the, yep. kind of, that's how I got into that one. Okay. Um, what do you got coming up this week, Raf? Well, at 6pm tonight, we're doing a family, uh, a Zoom, a trivia with uh, my family from, oh, from cool. Melbourne and in Sydney and in Canberra. Which is, Thanks for the fucking be, invite. I'm pretty funny. And my, my brother's created some... Um, Family related questions, uh, which family I think as in your family, or family as in uh, um, just the concept of family as a, as a as a thing. It's the concept of family as a thing, yeah. Metaphysical. Apart from that, I'll I'll just be doing radio tomorrow, and then just working mm-hmm. from home as per usual for the week. I oh, would about you. I'm gonna be oh, sleeping, cleaning. Uh, hopefully doing some writing I've got a few projects I'm trying to write when I've got time um, it's all under what it's all writing, on um, it it's under lock material? until I finished it. It, it is it about the concept it's mostly of about the family? concept of family as a concept yes. yeah I don't want to cool. jinx it by talking about it till it's done but uh Alf, what do you got coming up this week? Um, nothing really. 
Same old. Bit of work. Mold. Bit of... What do you got? <laughs> Same mold. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's such a great. I think Alf's gonna be. Uh, Alf's gonna be a mulling on the concept of always mulling. family what as do you concept. Think about, what do you think about family, Alf? It's a necessary. <laughs> if, if you had. If you had $40 million, what sort of a family would you get? You guys, that's it. This is it. This is the Beast Monkey family. Um, Joe, can you caption this episode as read along? <laughs> Pull up your favorite internet page and read along with the Beast Monkey guy. No, it's going to be titled $40 million. Alf, you got $40 million. Pick a director, pick a cast, pick a story. Go. I would like to make a film based on the Bulgariad. The uh, it is old school. Oh shit! School. I don't That's know what that school. means. What does that mean? Give the me Bulgariad is, is a series of uh, books written by David Eddings, um, in the in the kind of the, in the same vein as uh, the Lord of the Rings. So you got a wizard. You got yourself. Yeah, although it's a bit different because it's a, um, a bunch of you know different people, different races, um, journeying to fight an evil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I, I would definitely like to see something like that. That's okay. So who's directing that? Who would be a good director? I, I don't know. I'm not not very. I'm not savvy about directors or who would make a good director for something especially if it's my film uh, Quentin, uh, you uh, Quentin can call Tarantino yourself the director if you want speaking of Quentin yeah I'm, I'm disappointed that he won't be making a Star Trek film I would have liked to see what he would have come up with he might make a Star Trek TV series you reckon he said he's not making any more films. films. If you read his latest book, you would be like, oh, wow, he's obsessed with television. He, the, the amount of television trivia, the insane television trivia that is in that book in a funny way, but very mm. detailed, is outrageous. I think he would love to make a TV series. Quentin Tarantino's unmade Star Trek movie included Kirk, time travel and gangster scenes. <laughs> Star Trek and gangster scenes. I'd love to see that. Imagine he, cool. he meets up with the brothers. The <laughs> he goes back in time and he meets up with the. Uh, there's been gangsters in DS9. I remember a couple of episodes where uh, Miles O'Brien gets um involved in the gangster brothers, shit. Brothers, I in DS9. I've still never watched DS9. Really. Really, I've been saving it, yeah. Saving it for? For when I've got time to watch something. <laughs> in in the whole Star Trek universe, <laughs> yeah. are there any episodes where they're like rogue Starfleet ships go off and, you know, just become pirates or something like that? Yeah, there's stuff like that. Like, isn't Wrath of Khan, like... No, that's not one. What's that? The Undiscovered Country. They're not rogue. 
pirates. I'm talking Stop. about rogue pirates. So rogue ship turned turned into pirates. Oh, actual pirates. Yes. And you mean that our, you, yeah, our yeah, former members of yeah. like the Deep Federation yeah. or Starfleet are going rogue? Is that That's what you mean? Thing. Yeah. Would think. Yeah. But they're more of like a disenfranchised group of um, Federation citizens. I don't think there are any. Now I'm talking about like you know not, proper not, piracy. Yeah, they're, no, they're, not that I know. They, of. they like stealing shit. Yeah. I don't think so. That would be interesting too. Or like a, like a Treasure Island Captain Blackbeard, like a Star Trek version of that. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. Did you guys ever see Treasure Planet? No. That Disney movie? I haven't seen the poster and it's come up on suggestions a few times, but I've I think I watched it once, but I don't remember on that one. at all. They stole my idea. Well, it's it's a sci-fi, um, it's a sci-fi version of Treasure Planet, Treasure Treasure Island. But I don't remember it being any good. Like you, Alf, I remember seeing it. and have mm. nothing to say about it. But I think my brother always Ben always said that it was um, a rip-off of Book of Palm, the anime. Did any of you guys ever watch Black Sails? Yes. So that's a, yes. That's an adult version of Treasure Island. No. And it's very good. It's a South African production. What's it called? Black Sails. Black Sails. It's a TV series. It's really, really good. So if you did like a sci-fi Star Trek version, it would be also terrible. there's a nineteen. Sorry, Raf. There's a nineteen eighty-four. Um. Space pirate. Oh, ice pirates. Ice pirates. Another, um, it's another result. Bring up the trailer. It's got yeah. a. It's got a sandworm in it. Yeah. It's got a baby yeah. sandworm in it. I know. Yeah. It's like a ripoff of a lot of. It's, like it's so fucking terrible. It's been a but it's so obviously got heaps of stuff that they yeah. bought from the June project. Like a lot of the weirdest stuff, ended up in Ice yeah. Pirates. If you look up the Ice Pirates trailer, you'll be like, oh my god. But Alf. What? It'd be cool to actually just watch that. We should. I've seen it. It's so bad. We could watch, we that, as a, watch that as a as a. I think we talked along. about this in one of the earlier podcasts, like one of the very first ones. Yeah, maybe. I think we probably have. Um, I remember writing about it in the in the notes. I just sent you the trailer. Have a look at it. Oh uh, yeah, because I remember watching the the trailer and I thought I laughed when you when you got mentioned Ice Pirates. Joe, have you seen the trailer for Ice Pirates? No. Pull it up. It's pretty mental. Especially when they cut... Ron Perlman's in it. They cut to the them in like a giant Mad Max style mm. scenario on, an, on a desert planet. And you're like, oh, cool. So that's what that is. Isn't it funny how Ron Perlman's brother lives here in Canberra? <laughs> <laughs> what, really? He's just trying to have a good time. Yeah, we... Um, when Chris, I want that to Chris be true I, we went so saw... much. That movie with um, Sandra Bullock and that sci-fi one, whatever it's called. Oh, Galaxy. Is that G- what it's called? Gravity. 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 Yeah, and um, he was there. Bob Bob Pillman. So his brother <laughs> Bob, lives, Bob lives in Canberra. 
Bobby Pearl. Yeah, everyone calls him Bobby, Bobby Pearls and he wears human skulls around his neck. He's a big guy, big jaw. He's just trying to have a good time. And Chris, Chris looks at me when we saw him and he's like, shit, is, this, is that Ron Pelman's brother? Yeah. And the dude turns around and goes, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Ice Pirates um, reminds me of, have you guys watched Lex? L-E-double-X. Ice Pirates. Oh god, that looks awful. Have you seen? Watch the whole trailer, Joe. It's insane. There's Mad Max shots from it. Look how young he looks. He looks so young. Holy shit. Yeah, there was that guy, the main guy in it. Um, that guy did a lot of movies back in the 80s. Mm. 90s. What's crazy for about Ice Pirates is how expensive the special effects look for when it came out. That looks considering how cheap the entire film looks. That looks terrible. Now that's not what I had in mind when I was thinking about Star Trek and Pirates. No, I know, but that's um, still a funny thing to talk about. Is Ice Pirates? How long is it since any of you guys have watched the Masters of the Universe film? I last saw that in 1987. So that movie, it's kind of crazy. We've talked about it before, but the fact that it has... Um, oh, I've got, got to watch the Lex trailer. Hold on. Um, the fact that it has... Oh, what is that? Oh, no, don't look at that one. I just copied the wrong thing. It's got the fucking Stargate in it. It's so weird. Behind Skeletor's throne is the Stargate. If you look at the trailer for fucking. Hey, Raph, do you remember playing Wing Commander Privateer? Yes. I do remember playing uh, a Privateer, yes, with a Bert. And um, it being a pretty epic, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. I was actually thinking if you were to remake that today, I don't. Reckon forty million dollars would cut it. Yeah, there's no. Would pay for the voice of a talent only. Now these days, games are like what five hundred. The big titles, half a bit, half yeah. a billion. Fuck, the trailer for uh, Masters of the Universe is so insane. I think I watched that movie once. I don't remember it very well. It's fucking outrageous. Uh, I don't think I've actually, I've actually ever Dude, it's, actually seen There's so much stuff out of it, which is just straight out of Jodorowsky's Dune. Like the Skeletor at the end of the film is just wearing the Emperor's outfit, the big gold one with the horns on it and all that. He's wearing that in the film. It's fucking crazy. He's on, at one point, Skeletor's flying around on one of those flying things out of Return, to the, Return of the Jedi. One of Jabba's things. He's just flying around on one of those because they had one of those on set. Which are transports on on Arrakis? Hmm. 
I remember as a kid. I think what I have watched what? Uh, recently. No, I was just going to say, as a kid, a I always wanted the, the toy, the the car, the vehicle that uh, He Man had. But um, yeah, they were mad expensive back then. They're still expensive. When they're charging for these things, Jesus. Two hundred and sixty. Do you know what I saw an ad for tank. today? At Target, I found this. I saw this. Hold on. Where is it? I do an ex- ex- explain well, what I'm it sending is it to you first so we can all look at it at the same time. It's in the chat. Um, this just came up. $89 for an Ultra Magnus Transformers toy. Just in my Instagram feed. Oh, yeah. How bizarre is that? That looks mad, hey? It's bugging, man. It's the re-release. That's, is that the same one as the original? It looks like it. No, it's. I looked up the original toy. The original toy looks mad shit. That's how we imagined the original. But the actual original toy looked like absolute trash. This looks so sure? much better than the original. That looks so much like the... Yeah, because the, the full truck and everything. Pull up the original. Type in original Ultra Magnus toy. It looks like garbage. <laughs> Like, it looks fine when it's in truck mode, but the actual robot side of it. This toy looks like the artwork for the actual, for the original toy, if that makes sense. Anyway, I saw it. I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. What do you guys think? Ha, now I remember the toy. That's funny. Yeah, how, how dodged is the toy look, hey? <laughs> that was quite popular, that one, for some reason. Ultra, oh, so popular. Ultra Magnus was like... They mass-produced it. For a big, expensive toy, that and the Optimus Prime toy were big deals. You know what? I've never seen this before. What? Seen what? Ultra oh, Magnus. Ultra Magnus. Never seen him. Yeah, Rubbish. No. You've seen him, for sure. No. You would have come across... I might have seen him, but I don't remember him. I don't. I have no recollection of hearing of Ultra Magnus or seeing this. Uh, 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 what is? What's his character like? Is he, he took over when um, Optimus Prime died? Okay. Yep. All right. He spends most of his time in space. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> Give him that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, he didn't take over from fucking Prime. Rodimus Prime took over from fucking Optimus. Who was Hot Rod? Hot Rod became Rodimus Prime. Hey Joe, check this link. You like it? Oh shit, that's ridiculous. No way. That's an ugly link. What's an ugly link? Wait, I'm trying to find the actual image. Um. uh, uh, While you're doing that, I saw um. The new Mortal Kombat a film. And it was it's fucking um, terrible. It's so shit, isn't it? It was a bit shit. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I wish it was good. It's just trash. It's like it's like B movie bad. I mean it's but it's it's funny. It's got no like tone, it's, it's trying to be serious and funny at the same bad. time. Yeah. The acting's average, the story makes no sense. Mm. It's written awful. I'm really surprised about how bad it was. I was shocked. But, but that the it was first bad. one, the first one was terrible as well. But yeah. for some reason, it was good. It was like super corny. 
but it was kind of fun. The first one was way better than this. I don't know if it was. I I've watched the first one recently. To the it's first shit, one, but it's way better than this. This one just doesn't yeah. even feel like a movie. This one, you just feel like you're watching some, like a fan-made movie. You can just turn it off at any point. You're like, is this even a fucking movie? That bad. I felt the whole time I was just like, this is fucking awful. Mm. It's really, really bad. It looks like it's gone through lots of reshoots. Don't you, don't you reckon, Raph, it felt very disparate? Like they'd added a lot of stuff in to try and fix it? I think it's... I think it was directed by an Australian, well, I think, Australian dude, right? I think the uh, final edit I think. was approved by an Australian. I think they probably went through a lot of directors. There's a lot of different tones in that film. I think that project went through a lot of stages. Mm. Either way, it, fucking mess. Do you reckon they spent more than $40 million on it? I don't know what they actually spent on it, but it looks like they wasted a lot of money. They paid me $40 million. I had to bring it up inside this podcast as a form of viral marketing. All I know is that no one is going to get famous off it. <laughs> I've got to, on that note, uh, I've actually got to go and set up for. Um, are you having a shower before session? the family Zoom session? Are you having a sh- You should. You I'm fucking not going to have a shower, no. I'll have a shower after the You're going to do it in the shower? It's a shower show? It's you having a shower on, on <laughs> cam? You're like, oh, Bert set up this thing with the whole family. You're going to watch me have a shower, shower for trivia. an hour? <laughs> There's no trivia, Alf. That was the fucking... Shower like, trivia is gone, How does yeah. this fit in the concept of family? Raph having a shower. <laughs> um... But I've made Joe a co-host of this Zoom session, so it's not going to. You've made him Joe host. Die <laughs> after I leave. Are you Joe hosting? <laughs> Joe host. I make you all co-hosts actually. A Joe host. Everyone's a co-host. Um, what is everyone else doing after this? Raf's going to have a shower with his family. Alf, maybe what are get you doing? some food. Um, what does that mean? What are you going to eat? I don't know yet. Maybe sandwich. Maybe, maybe what are you going to put in the sandwich? What kind of bread? A coffee flavored sandwich? Ham cheese, mayo, ham bit cheese. Of, uh, you put a ham in your coffee? Um, salad, yeah. What type of salad? Uh, just a bit of rocket, maybe. <laughs> a rocket <laughs> is a, a form of spacecraft? Rocket is a salad. It's a green. Rocket is a salad. Of green. Oh, rocket. R O Q U E T T E. Rocket. Rocket. Barbie and the Rockets. Uh, what type of um, addressing is going to no be addressing. on that salad? Just, just, That's what just I mean, the rocket on its own. Because, I mean, the sandwich is going to have condiments anyways. Oh Maybe God, some that's... pickles. I'll put some pickles that's on there. That's fucking filthy, man. Okay. You got any sour though? No, I don't. I have, I've, got a, I've got some cheese rolls. Cheese and ham rolls. Uh, but I hear you're enjoying Hon- the, the Oh, sourdough. I certainly am. Mm, how's that going? Get a, get, a, get a fresh loaf every day. Yeah, it's going good. She's getting really good at really? it. Really? Yep. Are you making bread? Yeah, Hong's making sourdough. Like proper I gave, sourdough. I, I gave oh, Hong some sweet. sourdough starter the other day. Maybe it was about a month ago. Yeah. And uh, they killed the first batch somehow. 
day. <laughs> it was you too. You didn't look after it. Um, but yeah, and so I gave her a second batch and she's been making bread out of it. And apparently, I hear it's going good. She's getting really into it. Yeah. Is it in the oven or... Or is it like no, a, um, in the oven, but she she ended up buying like a proper sourdough making pan. It's like this really heavy cast iron, iron pan thing. Yep. Yeah, it's um, which just gives it the you know the the sourdough crust, <coughs> crunchy crust and soft inside. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I look forward to trying it. I haven't. I haven't. You guys can try it I next year when we're out of lockdown. <laughs> oh, we're not going to get out of lockdown for at least a year, dude. Yeah. At least a year. Uh, I, right, guys, I'm going to jump. I'll speak to you guys next time. Raph, enjoy the shower. Let's. Yo. I'm, uh, I'm going to go eat enjoy as well. Because I'm. Hey, very can we hungry. do another hour though? Just me and Alf? I don't think we have an hour's worth. I don't have an hour's worth in oh, me. I thought you could, man. Dude, I could do. I reckon we put a movie on and we're going to talk <laughs> through it. What movies have you got on your hard drive? I've got all of them. <laughs> what film do you want to watch? I don't have uh, eyes. I like watch Ice Pirates, man. What do you want to watch? I need All to right. get some food what? too, to be honest. Because I'm Alf, Well, you guys worked it. that out. Alf, stop it. I'm going to go eat. All right, let's 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 finish off this podcast here. And then Chris and I will talk about something else. No, no. I, I only want to do it if we're continuing on. Continuing on in the same vein, in the same episode, watching a full feature film right now, commentating as we go, something we haven't seen before. After a break. All right, I'm going to go. Oh, no, I can't. If I have a break, I'm just going to go to sleep. Bye, guys. Oh, Raph, that's what I had to ask you, actually. Bye, Your Transformers. Raph, those Transformers. Awesome. Bye, Joe. Hey, Raph, your Transformers I gave you for your birthday. Where are they? Are they on display at your house? They're... Where are they? Put them I on, display. on display. No. You've got you've got dinosaurs everywhere. Can venue. you please put them on display? Why not? No, I, I fucking give you some transformers it. and you fucking don't have them on display. You know you know the the books you gave me, Chris. I don't have them on display. I don't have no, them I'm on sorry. display. Yeah. <laughs> have you read no. them yet? <laughs> Why the f- dude? I, I appreciate the gift. I just I which book? Read them. Which books are they? You know what they fucking. You know what right? they are. You've done the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking Harry Potter. The whole He's set. He's a fucking Harry Potter. Stupid pieces of shit. shit. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I don't think that's, so. That's awesome. I don't think I... I'll ever come a time. The amount of trash media you've consumed for no reason, the hours you've wasted, and like someone you trust recommends something strongly and even buys it for you, and you're like, I'm not even going to try it, is insane. You're like, oh, I don't like the actor who's in a weird, bad movie adaption of it. So I've completely judged. I don't. I don't think the, that's it. I just, just, it's never. It's never something that's appealed to me. Like the movies what, never. What appealed hasn't to appealed me. to the you? The book never appealed to me. I just said the movies. You. I just said the movies didn't appeal to you, so you don't read the book. But that's what I'm saying. What like, about the even the book would never appeal to me? Oh. Like if. What do you know about the book? The fact. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, can everyone just look at the camera? I'm taking a screenshot of social media. One, two. You got it? You got it. Uh, uh, cool. I'm out, guys. Speak soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
What about the book? <laughs> you want to keep going? Well, you made a um. Yeah. Well, you made a co-host. Yeah. Oh. What about the book? No, you no, don't know the, anything the... about it. Just trust me. Read the first three. They the first three are the same length as the fourth one by itself. They take no time to read. If you get to the end of the third one, it's essentially lengthwise. It's like the first three, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, right? Just read the first three. If you don't like it, quit. If at the end of the third one, you're like, I don't care about any of this. I don't, I'm not interested in what happens. I'll be like, cool. You don't like it. At this point, at this point, it feels feels bad to open it because it's been unopened all this time and it's like new. Oh, no, no, no. That's a mass produced set designed only for reading. Books are only valuable uh, if they've been read. It's condition. I could resell it. No, you can't. It was thirty dollars at fucking. It was sixty dollars at, at fucking. It's, it's you know mint condition. It's cheap it's everywhere. At the Just... bottom of a closet. No Alf, sun has Alf, gotten on it. Alf, Alf, Alf. It's covered Alf, in plastic, Alf, so Alf, Alf, there's no Alf, dust on Alf, it. It's Alf. mint, mint. The whole Alf, set. Alf, Alf. Did you see that picture that I sent on? I was gonna show it to Joe because I think he would like it, but it's on there on the chat. I've just pulled it up. What is it? I thought it would be ideal oh. for a... Did you do no, that? No, no, no. It's someone. I found it browsing. But it's... It bothers me a bit because I know that's not where the fucking alien's ears yeah, are. Yeah, It's like, why would he have his fucking jaw attached to headphones? But it, it's um, it's one of those... What do you call it? There's... Bone conducing... What do you call it? There's headphones that conduce sound through your jaw... Yeah, I know. The um Hold on, let me send you let me send you something. But yeah, it's a picture of an alien wearing headphones screaming into a microphone through a spit guard. Do you know what blows my mind sometimes? When you look something up and it's just a JPEG and you try to load it and it comes down as a WebP and and it just never oh. loads. It just it just takes forever and eventually it loads and you're like, oh, That's fuck all, off. Yeah. You know, like... For, for a JPEG to do that, it's got to be huge. For, huge. for anything. It bothers me JPEG so is much the, is how the, shit... You know, the smallest version of an image you could get apart from a GIF. Um, I just caught myself saying GIF. I've never said GIF in my life. I normally say GIF. But yeah, I just I just like that image as a podcast. Uh, so this is what I'm trying to show you. Hold on. I found it. I found it. Um, oh, fucking You hell. haven't found it. It's taking too long to load. The image is too large. It's so small. It's so shit how small it is, but I'm going to fucking send it anyway because I can't. So this is an image from the French cover of one of the later books of Harry Potter. Loading. 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 It took forever. And how small is is it? Hey, the image is like 30 by 40 pixels. How is it? Maybe it's just a crappy server. It's bizarre, hey. Anyway, that's what... That's the vibe. 
everything about that is the vibe of them. If you just read the first three and then trust me, I I wouldn't push this. Like, what do I love? I love Blade Runner, Alien, Dune, Hyperion, all this stuff. This is as good as all that stuff. Chris, I don't know. And it will blow your mind. I can't promise anything. It took me... it took me seven years of someone telling me to watch it, read it, to even bother reading it. So I've and then when I finally time. did, I was like, I, I was like, I cannot believe. No, I started telling you about this fucking a decade ago. It is absolutely out of control and mind blowing because you know how we were talking about how impossible it is once you've created the first thing to finish it properly. You know what I mean? Everyone tried like the Matrix. They all try and explain it, explain it all away, and it never mm. works. This is the only thing I've ever encountered that actually does that. I've never encountered something where the opening, the first three books, as one story, you're like, okay, cool, but you're gonna fuck this up. There's no way you can deliver on what you're talking about here, and somehow does. I was just like, this is ridiculous. I don't understand how it's as popular as it is considering what it is. Anyway. And the movies I, I appreciate absolute I appreciate trash. the gift. I appreciate. If you appreciated it, you would have read it already. I appreciate that you love It's there's nothing it's not about me. It's about I you. You love it. You just don't know yet. You just don't know. <laughs> It's crazy now because future you is going to look back and go, I can't, I already know the conversation we're going to have when you're like, yeah, I finally did. And yes, you were right. That's going to be such an insane conversation. I just can't wait to get there. That's because I know that's it's there. That's what you want. You want validation. You want my validation. I don't want your validation. I want you to experience the thrill of the enjoyment. I want to share to that conversation the magic. when I say you were right. No, I want you to, I want you to enjoy it. I'm envious of you going on that journey. I'm envious of you because I know what you like going on that journey and being like, I can't believe that this exists. I just, I don't know that I have the time. I'm still reading through Hyperion. I'm like two thirds of the way through it. The fact that you started Hyperion without starting Harry... You could have read the first three books in fucking that much time. Yeah, but Hyperion is actual sci-fi. You know, that's my jam. Harry Potter is infinitely better than the Hyperion. Oof. Oof. What do you mean, oof? I've just finished the four Hyperion books. I love them, but Harry Potter is infinitely better. I've listened through them ten times. It's better than June. Yeah, it is better than June. You haven't heard it, so you don't get to be part of the argument. If you read it and tell me it's not, I fine. I welcome that I can't conversation. Do that to June. What do you mean you can't do it to June? If you trust June, then you'll have faith in it. <laughs> right? The first June books is good, but the fact that the sequels don't live up to the first book, the sequels are cool, but they don't make it better. It doesn't get better as it goes on. You're not like, oh, I can't wait to read fucking Dune Messiah and Child Emperor of Dune again You know, when, when, I think, when I think of Dune, I think of it as, a, as the whole saga. I don't think of it as... Hey, look, I understand that, and I know what you're talking about, but the reality is 
those sequels are not what everyone was after. As cool as they are, they are a sidestep. I, I can't separate them anymore because they're all together in my head. But you are aware that the first book is a chronological story. I do, I do, I understand that. And then, and it's a single story and everyone wanted a sequel to that, what's going to happen next? And he goes, huh, we're going to jump forward 100 years in time. We're going to jump forward another 200 years in time. And you're like, oh, cool. So you didn't have a story to tell. That's fine. The story was the story, but they're kind of, they're, they're new properties almost. I get you know that, what I, I mean? get that. I just, uh, yeah, in my head, they're all one. But you, we all have no idea what happened between June and June Messiah. Hmm. Indeed. We just have vagaries. He's like, I'm just going to skip over all of that stuff that everyone wanted to hear about. <laughs> but he's the writer. How are you going to go up against what the writer wants to do? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not what I was after. <laughs> Everyone in the world who loved Dune, as soon as they read Dune Messiah, went, oh, really? Okay. And then it's good. No one went, oh, this is exactly what I was after as a sequel to Dune. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. I love them. But they're not... They're not... Dune is by far the best of the series. Mm -hmm. Right? If you find, like, there's no way I can tell you what the best of the Harry Potter series is. All I'm saying is, just <laughs> fucking try the first three. They will take you no time to read. They're easy to read. They're good to read. You fly through them. I'm just saying, I've had difficulty reading Hyperion. I don't know that I'm going to get to. It's nothing like Hyperion. That's the no, difference. No, no, like in, in terms Hyperion of is hard work. And, you know, wanting to read. I'm not saying that, you know. This will make you, this is what I'm saying. This will make you want to read again. The, this series got me back into books. I, I promise to try to read it. Well, that's all you need to do is once you start, you won't be able to stop. If you read the first three of those books, you're in. I can't promise I'll read all three, but I'll promise to try to read it. You're a beautiful boy, Alf. I appreciate that. No, You're a more beautiful you. boy for, for the gift. It's pretty fucking nice of me, it isn't it? Nice. To impose a gift that requires you to exactly. read for hours and hours on end. And if I didn't know how great it was, if it hadn't been done to me already, it would seem quite rude and imposing. But the fact that I'm aware of what it is, <laughs> it's just generosity, you know. I don't even need the I told you. I don't want an I told you so moment. I just want you to experience the joy and the curiosity of, oh shit. We'll see. You know we'll what I mean? See. We shall see. I just remember listening to the audiobooks and the first one, I'm like, yeah, it's all right, whatever. Second one, I'm like, oh, okay. And then by, by probably halfway through the third one, it was that thing, you know, when you're reading a book and you can't wait and you're stealing moments to get to find out what's happening at the end of it. Mm. I haven't had that since. Maybe it's rare, can... isn't it? Maybe, Where you... maybe. Yeah. Eddings? I remember the end of Dune. I'd finished, all the lights were out in the house and I went to read it in the toilet because I could like, 
and I read for like an hour and a half at what till like three two in the morning. I was like fifteen years old. That how that's how excited I was to finish it. You know mm. what I mean? Like towards the end, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I was listening to the audiobook lying in bed hours and hours just like could not you know anyway mm. and every time I tell someone about it I want to I want to start listening to it again it's wild it's a wild thing it's just unbelievable that it exists I know I know because I said I felt the exact same way when someone told me about it I'm like no I'm not reading that I do not care I do not care Anyway, there you go. I believe you. I I think you need to go get a sandwich. I do need to get a sandwich. This has been, um, I think it's fair to say, by far the worst episode of Beast Monkey Podcast ever. Uh, I think the majority of the episode has been trying to wrangle people off. I think off, lockdown uh, has gotten their screens. into our heads. We've got cabin fever. I, I, I've got a very strong feeling that it was just people not paying attention. We lost Joe halfway through, for sure. Yeah, Raph and Joe spent most of the time reading reading stuff online. I didn't think they even wanted to do it. I'm, I'm going to struggle to be motivated to go back and, and do another one. Anyone who has listened and has enjoyed it, please comment and comment, let us know. Rate, I doubt subscribe. anyone has got through the minutes and minutes of silence or meandering. Um, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. That's part of the beauty of it all, mm. isn't it? I'm going to go back to Maybe sleep. Maybe it'll be one of, still one of our sick. Picks. Oh, it's already not. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> We've had some great episodes. This is not it. There was no riffing. There was no building. Everything fell apart. Everyone paused for ages. No one willing to go on and out on a limb. Uh, anyone, any, if anyone has got to the end of this, please comment on the Instagram or the Facebook and let us know that you actually listened to it and what you thought. Uh, yeah, I'm sick. I'm going to go back to sleep. I've got a massive headache. Uh, Ooh, I've got a Saldo update from Hong An. What, what she is sent it? me a photo of her latest sourdough. It's, it's, can you post that on the Facebook? Porn. I will post. Can you post I that can, on the Facebook? Yeah, cool. Looks All beautiful. Right. All right. Well, I'm gonna stop, save, go back, edit out all of the racial and bigoted um, slurs that I said throughout <laughs> the podcast. I was very surprised. The hours and hours of racial um, and. Um, gender and sexuality based slurs that, that I constantly spilled, spewed out and then I'll upload it to drop to Dropbox um, don't upload it to that same folder because that Dropbox folder is full just use a different one it doesn't work that way it comes up from mine but I, I won't I won't I'll send it I'll send it directly just use, from mine just use, just trust me trust me one. just use a different one are you talking at the side of your mouth again you son of a bitch. Talking about a son of a bitch. Just use a different one. You've got $40 million out. What movie are you going to make? Now, you know what would be funny? Now that we've said we're going to end it, if we started watching a movie right now... I was looking for a movie to watch, That would be actually. epic. Like, you don't go make a sandwich. But I need to I don't go to all. the toilet. No, no, but you don't need to. You're fine. If you don't eat for two hours, you are fine. If we go to YouTube right now, and I send you a link and we just start a movie. Just start a movie, yeah? Yeah? But I, I might I've... I might I might get I might get Oh, we're not gonna finish. 
We're not going to finish. I'm just sending it to you now. Can you please load it? For $10 million, what sandwich would you make? I've just sent you the link. Have you loaded it? Tell me when what you're about this? to start. Just tell me when you're about to start. Now. Oh, basket. What's your counter basket. app? What's your counter app? What's your counter app? 12? 13? 14? 15? 16? Hold on. I'm full screening it. Wait. What are you up to? Uh, 20? 21? Okay, 22? pause it. Pause it and tell me what you're at and I'll tell you when I get up 24. to that and you can start again. Okay, keep, pause it. And three, two, one, start. What are you up to? Count, count me in. <laughs> 27, 28, 29. 30. Okay, everyone, we are now watching the film Basquiat using the YouTube link of the full feature, which is up available if you type in Basquiat, B-A-S-Q-U-I-A-T, full movie on YouTube. You can watch the full movie. It's not available on any of the David streaming Bowie. services. Dennis Hopper. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't. So Dennis Gary Hopper, Oldman. who else? Gary Oldman. This is the only cast I've Jeffrey ever seen Wright. that's as good as the new Dune film. Have you seen the people that it said so Basquiat. far? Basquiat. This is directed by Julian Schnabel. What is Basquiat? Is it is... from a book? Is it, is it, what, what's the deal? Benicio del no, just watch. Have you got sound on? Oh, I didn't actually, sorry. You need sound. Claire Falani in her best role. Michael Wincott, you know, the captain out of Alien Resurrection. Oh, yeah. And he's out of The Crow. Parker Posey. Parker Posey. What are you, have you got the sound on? Yeah, I'm listening to some a little music. Bit. Some kind of music. Yeah, that's the Pogues. Ballad of New York. I see. Tatum O'Neill, Courtney Love, Paul Bartel. This Courtney cast. Courtney Love. Jeez. She's incredible in this. She's a better actress than she's a singer. She's so good. It's only a small role. So this was uh, Julian Schnabel's first feature film. He uh, originally was brought on as a consultant because he was an artist in New York at the same time as Basquiat. However, he was more and more frustrated with the process of the film. So he said, screw this, I'm just going to make my own. Because he was already friends with all these mm -hmm. actors because he's quite a respected artist, painter and all that. If you look up, Julian Schnabel. There's a documentary on Netflix actually about Julian mm. Schnabel. It's incredible. An incredible documentary about his art. Highly recommend uh, watching that. This is the guy who directed Before Nightfalls. You know Before Nightfalls with Javier Bardem? Oh, that yes, was Javier yep, Bardem's yep, yep, first yep. venture out of Spain. Uh, so this interesting as well. He did Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Why is she crying? So the funny connection is all of the new James Bond films cast all of his leads in the new James Bond films. So Jeffrey Wright plays the American agent in all of the new James Bond films. Mm. And he plays Basquiat. And then Javier Bardem plays the bad guy, the blonde bad guy in that... Um, is it Skyfall? Yep, yep, yep. You know how Javier Bardem's the bad guy? Was it Skyfall? Yeah, I think it was. And then there's, uh, so we're looking at Michael Wincott, who's playing an art, an art journalist called Rene Ricard, who's a real life person writing an article about Basquiat. And then you've heard of the diving bell and the butterfly yeah, Alf? I have not. 
Oh, you haven't? Oh, highly recommended. Diving Bell and the Butterfly. It's the kind of movie if someone said that's the best film ever made, I would believe it. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I can see that. Man, this quality is trash. I'm going to have to find this online to watch it properly. Just shrink it. No, you don't watch a movie shrunk. You're mad. Yeah, it's no wonder people don't watch movies on YouTube. I'm sorry I had to stop that because... Wait, you're not stopping. It's trash. I can't, I can't do that to that movie. What about everyone doing the watch along? Sorry, I had to stop. I gotta eat, dude. I gotta... I can't believe you didn't go along with me on this. This would have been the funniest thing in the world if this was a four-hour episode and we'd done a movie. I'm hungry. This, we could have saved the episode. It's dinner time now. See, I've got to have dinner. I can't have a sandwich now. There's no such thing as dinner time. That's an arbitrary thing you've invented. It's dinner time. All right, I'm going to go back to sleep. Uh, it's not sleep time. What do you mean? It's not sleep time. I didn't say it was sleep time. I said I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, it's not sleep time. All right, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, comment on... Comment, fuck. yeah, comment. Let us know if you've listened this far. If you have. Because this is maybe one of the darkest hours of the internet in general, including all of the bad stuff that happens. If you have, we'll send you out a, a game. We've got a game. A copy, a copy of, of Destiny, Destiny for the PlayStation 4. Oh, God. We really could have. We could have gone until 3 hours 40 and actually done a watch along of Basket. We could have, but I don't think I could watch. I'd, I'd have to download the, the actual movie to, to watch it. Are you going to? I'm going to watch it. Because now you got me started. I reckon that... But I wanted to watch a good quality copy of it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I wonder if there is a way to watch it online is these it, days. Is it, on, is it streaming? But I still have to get food. I don't think it's... You know that he's the most um, famous artist in the Basquiat. world, right? How is he the most famous when I'd never heard of him until you started mentioning it? Okay, you tell if me you, that. If you go, if you type in most expensive Basquiat painting, how much do you think we're talking? Is it more than 69 million? On the 8th of March this year, there was an article that untitled sold for $110.5 US million. Most expensive work to sell at auction at Sotheby's in New York. $110 million for a single million painting. Dollars. $110 million, 0.1 billion dollars for a painting. Does that blow your mind? Yeah, but then again, you know, people with money. I don't know what you mean by that because someone actually has to pay that money. Well, people with money. But even people with money, they still have to believe that they can sell it for more later. Because you don't accidentally get $110 million. Hmm, of course. See that link I just sent you? I only said 69 because... 69 million. No, 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 no. Because there's, a, you... there's an artist on on, a, on Instagram, I think it was, that I saw him, called Beeple. And he sold yeah. an NFT of one of his works. One of, like, one of his posts. 
for 69 yeah. million. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking at this now, though, did you see? look at the link I sent you? I did. So that art style, you've probably seen it on Mambo clothing. You've seen it all around the world. No one did stuff like this before him. Does that make sense? Very abstract. Very. Uh... So if you look down to like number two, the way he used to draw all of that stuff, that's what Ren and Stimpy's art style is based on. That's what all of that art is based on him. You know, that really kind of visceral kind of skeletal face. You know how obviously Guy Giga, people like that, people like um, Beksinski, they all shaped with their new art styles. This was an art style that hadn't really been done because it looks super simple at first, but then you look at it and you... There's something more going on. It's definitely original. It does look very scribbly, very... Hmm. The back of my... If you look at this, the back of my iPad is one of his. Oh, yeah? I got like a jealous okay. skin. So that, the size of this, if you look at that zoomed in, each of those things is the size of an A4 piece mm. of paper. That's how big that actual thing is. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's, I mean, I just uploaded that picture though. That's not an official product from the Basquiat mm. thing. But you can get a bunch of clothes. So the king, he, you know that little crown, the three-pronged crown that you see on things that people put on stuff on yeah. YouTube? Uh, of, of, that's, that was his tag when he was a graffiti artist in the late 70s in New York. Right. His name was Samo, S-A-M-O. He was just a graffiti artist at first when he was doing yeah, that Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of him until you, you, meant, you started mentioning him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it looks, it looks very interesting. Very, oh yeah, I highly recommend genuine. going through the filmography. There's only five or six films by Julian mm. Snabel. The latest one is starring William Defoe as... Um, as uh, Vincent van Gogh. Yeah, that's on my list too. Yeah, so that's his latest film. I would highly recommend going from oldest to newest though. Defoe's got a cameo in this actually, in the, the Basquiat film. But Before Night Falls is Spanish speaking. It's set in Cuba. Starring Javier Bardem. Mm. About the revolution in Cuba from an artist point of view. It's from 2000. It's incredible. I almost want to put it... I want to watch it now, actually. It's about the, the life of um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo Arenas. Do you know Ronaldo Arenas? No. It's like a biopic of his life. It's incredible. When you watch it, you're just like, fucking hell. The cast list, again, you know how crazy the cast list was for that for Basquiat opening at the beginning there? Check out the cast of this. Javier Bardem, Johnny Depp, Olivia Martinez, Hector Barbenco, Santiago McGill. I mean, you would. Do you know any of these names? I do know some of those names. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're all very famous in the in Spanish-speaking stuff. And then the next one was um, Diving Bell and the Butterfly. The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Don't look up what it's about though, because you have to watch that completely raw, like no spoilers at all. Mm -hmm. You just have to put it on and experience it. But the cast for that is... Um, 
Where is the film of that? It's been rated 8.0 out of 10 on IMDb. What has? The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. It won the best film at Cannes that year. That it yeah, came but out. Cannes. So, Matthew Almerich. Do you know Matthew Almerich? I do not. So, he's the bad guy in the second Bond film. The second of the Daniel Craig Bond oh, yeah. films. Okay. He's the French, yeah, the French bad guy in yeah. that. Um... I'm going to get some food, Chris. I would keep going, but I'm starving. Um, you could probably go for five days without eating I enough. probably could, but I am pretty pretty much starving right now. So it's all in and your I head. I food to eat. So I honestly, you know that I'm at a point now where I just want to see how long this can food. go for. I, don't, I think Joe's going to cut it short anyways. He's definitely he not. If he cuts any of this he's, out, he's going to cut it short when he left. So the name of the film is Quantum of Solace. I remember Quantum of Solace. Dominique, and he plays the bad guy. Matthew Almerich is the bad guy. So Daniel Craig, Olga Kurilenko, and Matthew Almerich are the three stars of that. And obviously the guy who plays basket, Jeffrey Wright, is in it as well. So that's a funny thing. The casting of the new Bond films is all based, except for putting in Christoph Waltz. Mm. He was the fourth one, but... Anyway, it's quite interesting, the Julian Snabel films. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, people. Anyone who has, uh, anyone who hasn't, fuck you. Rate, comment, subscribe. Fuckhead. Uh, Fuckhead. Okay, this is me, Chris Marlton, signing out. See ya.